the sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, from November 28, 2010, preached for the first Sunday in Advent, based on the text Matthew 24, verses 37 through 44. Just as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as there was in those days before the flood, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day when Noah entered the ark, and no one recognized it, until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. At that time two will be in the field, one is taken, and one is left. Two will be grinding in the mill, one is taken, and one is left. Therefore keep watching, because you do not know on what hour, at what hour your Lord is coming. But you do recognize this. If the homeowner had known at what time the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not suppose. This is the word of our Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit focuses our eyes on Jesus is the gospel for today, Matthew chapter 24. Please give your attention to a portion of that reading again. Jesus says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Keep your eyes on the ball. Look it into your hands. That's the advice coaches give to receivers in football. They need to keep their eyes on the ball. How many would-be touchdowns are lost because... They're thinking about something else and not focusing on the ball and the pass is dropped. Through the word of God before us here today, the Holy Spirit is working to keep our eyes on Jesus. And I'm not talking about these eyes here, but the eyes of our heart. The Holy Spirit is at work, focusing our eyes on Jesus. Where is your heart looking? Are you working hard? Are you making every effort to keep your heart focused on Jesus? Watch continuously, ready for Jesus. Remember that theme here today. Jesus talks about that, doesn't he? He says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. He's reminding us of the end of his return in glory. He says it will be like the days of Noah, but did you notice how he described those days? He didn't focus on their wicked behavior. He didn't say that they were gorging themselves and getting drunk, giving themselves into orgies and and wild partying. No, no. Rather, he describes the life going on in the days of Noah as the normal everyday activities eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. What's so bad about those things? Well, dear friends, the the problem was is that they did not recognize the Lord. 
They did not listen to his word as they went about their everyday activities, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. It's not that the Lord had kept his word or his plans a secret from them. They could, for 120 years, in fact, they could see Noah building that big boat on dry land. They could listen to him preaching and telling them again and again of the Lord's impending judgment. He was going to destroy this world with a worldwide flood because every inclination of the imagination of man's heart was only evil all the time. Genesis 6. But they did not listen, did they? They did not pay attention. They did not take those words to heart and esteem them diligently. They didn't turn to the Lord who had promised a Savior to be born of woman who would crush Satan's head. Rather, they just kept going about their everyday stuff, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until it was too late. What a warning for you and me, dear Christian friends. What a warning for us. Don't think that you're safe simply because you stay away from those wicked things of the world, drunkenness, addictions, pornography, criminal activity, and the like. And don't think you're safe simply because you focus on the wholesome things of this life, family, friendship, community, the beauty of nature and the arts, a good day's work put in, and so on. How many back then were also focusing on the good things, the wholesome things of this earthly life, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, gathering with family and friends, and they were all swept away by the waters of the flood. Are you watching continuously, ready for Jesus? The outward behavior can be quite similar between those who are ready and watching and those who are not. Notice how Jesus goes on and describes two people going out into the fields. Outwardly, their behavior looks very similar. Or two, two women grinding grain. You might even say two people sitting in church. But one is taken and the other left. Which will you be? When Jesus comes on the last day in his glory for all to see, are you going to be watching and ready so that you are taken into the inheritance of heaven, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world? Or will you be taken unawares, spiritually asleep, too busy with the things of this present life so that you are left as the world is destroyed by fire, left to the unending torture of hell like those swept away by the flood. Are you watching continuously, ready for Jesus? So what's the difference between those two groups, those who are ready and watching and those who are not. Like we said, outwardly, the appearance seems to be quite different, what, or quite, quite similar. So what's the difference? 
difference is what's going on inside. Where is your heart focused? Are the eyes of your heart looking at Jesus or not? And don't think that knowing about Jesus means that you are continuously watching and ready for him. You know, back when I was confirmed, I thought I knew a lot. Oh, I realized there are parts of the Bible I didn't know all that well, you know. Probably couldn't tell you what Obadiah was about. But at least the life of Jesus, I figured I knew that. After eight years of Christian day school, even more years of Sunday school, and several years of catechism class, I could tell you just about any Bible story from the life of Jesus by heart. Why focus on those things any longer? I already knew them. Yes, I knew the facts about Jesus, but I had only a shallow understanding of the truths. For you see, to watch continuously ready for Jesus doesn't mean to simply know the facts and the lessons they're supposed to teach. No, dear friends. To watch continuously ready for Jesus means to keep on thinking about what Jesus has done for you. Even though you already know it, it means to keep on saying in your heart, Jesus came from the Father for me. He lived and died even for a sinner like me. He rose from the dead to bring eternal life to all who believe. Yes, even to me. It means to keep on contemplating and meditating on this gospel good news of forgiveness that you know so well. It means to keep on applying his truth to your life, to keep on struggling to put into practice his words, wrestling and and, and grappling with how to live your faith each and every day. Such a life, dear friend, such a life is indeed watching continuously ready for Jesus. But where? Where does such a life of watchfulness and readiness come from? Well, it comes from knowing the facts about Jesus and the truths they teach. But it doesn't stop there. Do you understand that? simply going through the outward motions, mechanically coming to church and hearing God's word, doesn't make us watchful. And yet, we need to be taking in that word. That's where it starts, as we take in that word and keep on thinking about it. And so we do emphasize reading and studying God's word, coming to church, and and, and receiving the sacraments. Not because those outward activities mechanically performed make us ready, but how can our hearts be focused on Jesus if we are not regularly taking in his word and inwardly digesting it? Yes, dear friends, God's word is his gift to us. That's why he's given us the Bible. That's why he's connected his word to water and baptism and to bread and wine in Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Because his word is his gift to us, through which the Holy Spirit works to focus our hearts so that we can 
Be watching continuously, ready for Jesus. In our Bible classes, we delve into that Word of God. Our Christian worship each week presents to us, or brings to us, God's Word from the Scriptures and from the sacraments. Yes, our worship has developed over the centuries uh, being tried and tested and proven by Christian experience throughout the ages and around the world to focus us week after week on Jesus. Don't take our liturgy lightly. Don't dismiss it as mere repetition. Rather see how each week it presents to us our Savior as it brings to us that word of God so that we can keep on watching, keep on focusing on Him, our Savior Jesus Christ. God's word is that gift to us to keep the eyes of our heart focused on Jesus so that we watch continuously, ready for his return. In a way, you could say God's word is like these glasses here, my glasses. I couldn't begin to catch a football without my glasses. I wouldn't see it coming. I can't focus. But even with my glasses on, I still need to concentrate. I still need to focus on the ball and keep on watching. If I worry about that 250-pound linebacker or dream about a touchdown, I'll drop the pass. You, dear Christian, you have God's word. You're wearing the glasses. Now stay focused. Stay focused on Jesus. Think about him and his word. Not just on some Sunday mornings, but each and every day. Think of him throughout the day, especially during those moments when your mind does not have to be occupied with whatever is going around, on around you. For example, while you're standing in line, especially at this time of the year or while you are waiting for that deer to go by or that fish to bite, while you're waiting at the doctor's office, or while you're doing a a routine, a chore that, that you don't even have to think about, while you're brushing your teeth or showering, while you're walking the dog, while you're relaxing at home or or in those moments before you fall asleep at night. Think about Jesus and his word. Shut out all those things that bombard us from the TV and radio, iPods and cell phones and computers. Reflect on what you read for your daily devotion. Recall a favorite Bible passage. Sing in your heart or even out loud a Christian hymn. Meditate on the message from the sermon and Bible readings that week. Contemplate the discussion from Bible class or the lesson you heard in Sunday school or, or, or taught in Sunday school. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians 3. For as that word of God dwells in us, as it dwells in your heart richly, then even as you go about the everyday things of life, 
eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, going to work or going out to the field or, or grinding grain or taking care of the children or going to school or whatever other roles and responsibilities the Lord gives you as you do your daily, everyday routine of life with the word of God richly filling your heart, then you are, dear friend, you are watching continuously, ready for Jesus. And don't put this off for some, some later time, thinking, well, I can get around to it some other day. We don't know when Jesus is coming, do we? And therefore, we need to be ready. Unlike that wide receiver who only needs to focus on that football every, every, uh, a few seconds every play, we need to be watching continuously, always ready for Jesus could come at any moment. He says here, Keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. At times, we grow tired. At times, it, it seems like there's no harm in putting it off for a little while. But don't deceive yourself. Don't be like that homeowner who fell asleep because he didn't know when the thief was going to break in, so why bother watching? You do not want your spiritual riches, your faith, stolen away from you so that you are left unprepared and unready when Jesus comes. Stay awake. Stay spiritually awake. Or as Jesus says here, so you also must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. Watch continuously, ready for Jesus. Satan wants to lull us to sleep. For he loves nothing more for us to be dreaming away that, yes, I'm ready for Jesus, when in reality we are not because we are spiritually asleep. And yes, he will use even the wholesome good things of this life to keep us too busy, too occupied to get around to Jesus. He'll try to make us think that we can get to Jesus later on after our more present, pressing needs that are at hand are taken care of. I can go to church next week if I'm too busy this week. Don't be lulled to sleep by Satan's lullaby. Yes, his words can sound so sweet. But don't be fooled. Because he wants us to fall asleep and be caught unprepared. Rather than listening to his lullaby, dear friends, listen again to the Holy Spirit calling to you from the scriptures and the sacraments. Let that word of God dwell in you richly. Listen as the Holy Spirit uses your fellow Christians as, as watchmen and watchwomen calling out that wake-up call of Scripture. Awake, awake, for night is flying. Yes, dear Christian, Jesus is coming. He is coming soon. He came the first time to redeem you with His blood. And He is coming again to take his faithful people home with him. So watch continuously, ready for Jesus. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.